What is up, everybody? You are rocking with Lyles Movie Files. I am he, Jeffrey Lyles. Joining me as always, the little brother Jace. How are you today? Doing good. How are you, bro? I won't complain just yet. Stay tuned. Chief, what's up with you, man? What's going on, fellas? How y'all feeling? Cooling. And the immortal words of Levert. And Gunner, what's up with you, man? Good, good. How's everybody? How's everybody? How's everybody feel besides cooling? Turning dreams into reality. Mm. Or or not. So, this past weekend, we were able to actually come together right now and see a movie in person. It was quite the spectacle. It was A Quiet Place Part 2. Chief has been excited thoroughly about seeing this movie for about two years. So, Chief, I'm just going to let you talk about your experience watching The Quiet Place 2. And then Jason and I will have some comments afterwards. But take it away, Chief. Man, let me, let me for, for, the, for our listeners, man, let me tell you, uh, you don't realize how bad you miss the movies until you go. And uh, walking into a theater again uh, was, uh, was a great experience, man. The smell of the popcorn. People running around, people cutting the line in front of you. Just still good times. So uh, we get into the theater. You know, the previews come. Looks like some, you know, just the, you know, the previews times, which was you, you forget how much you love that time. Boom. Fireplace 2 starts off. Um, did kind of a flashback, which was excellent uh, to me. Um, that flashback probably, in essence, was probably the greatest part of the movie, in a sense. So, uh, because the flashback made sense. It made sense. Uh, Now, I'm not going to go in here and and, and bash the Quiet Place 2 as hard as as my my cohorts and henchmen here probably will. But, I will say that, um, from the beginning on, it made less sense with the decisions the characters made. Uh, at the end of the first Quiet Place, you saw them, you knew they had killed the other two monsters coming. At that point, your area was monster-free. So in my mind, it made no sense for you to leave. Like, you had established an area without monsters now. You had killed the three monsters in your area there was no place for you to move on. There was no reason. Um, yet, our characters journey on. Uh, they come across some other situations. And the whole time which made the movie annoying was the decision-making of our characters. Like I said, I'm not going to go into that. I'll let my, uh, my co-workers uh, handle that part. But here's what I'll say about The Quiet Place overall. It was watchable. Like, for to come back in... And hold on, hold on. To come back in from not watching anything, you had, it was better than Wonder Woman. Uh, if you start to think about the movie, it'll blow it for you. So. <laughs> All right, okay. Because you, yeah. you have walked back on your enthusiasm quite a lot. That's why well, I was thinking of face. Because you were like, watch it. Well, I was about. I was ready for you to go, it was the greatest movie of the year. No, no, no. Yeah, because. 
to me, it was fine. Like like you, that opening act was amazing. It was great. It was like, yes, this is Quiet Place. People were acting in a responsible, sensible, and logical way. They hear a noise. They see this big asteroid coming while they're having a game. Nobody's like, well, let's just keep playing ball. Everybody's like, nope, we're out of here. I mean, that was like the smartest mass response to something I think I've ever seen in a horror movie. They were like, nope, we're out of here. But after that, it was just like dumb decision after dumb decision after dumb decision. I mean, it was just like, come on. Little kid, I mean... I mean, he he was he was responsible for so much stupidity in this joint, and I'm just like, you know, it's the problem when we focus on kids. Kids make dumb decisions, and we can't leave anything up to kids because they just ruin it. So he messed it up big time. Then we had some shaky logic. We had some amazing coincidences. Hey, they can't swim, but this lone boat is going to follow you. That, that's, that stretched a bit of logic to me. And then, you know, my man, Jimon Honsu, I mean, it's like he's in the trailer longer than he's in the movie. <laughs> I'm just like, how did they kill How did they take him out the way that made him look like he's never watched a horror movie before? Like, in what horror movie do you turn your back to the potential murderer? You don't do that. You go, hey, here's a wall. Let me, let me put my back against the wall. This joke is like, I don't care that this garage door is partially closed. I will stand on this side where it's very easy to get grabbed and yoked up. This is not making sense. If we're a black person, that lack of survival instinct is insulting. He's the last person that would be like, nah, I'm good. I'm, I'm just going to stay here in this open space. His basic survival instincts would go, here's a wall. And here's something open. This is what I'm not about to do. Any black oh. writers? No, not just that. In this movie, I'm not going to leave the door open where I've potentially led the monster with me and continue to talk so that the monster will figure out where clearly, I'm They clearly knew where the monster was. It wasn't like the monster teleported back to the, to the community. I mean, it was chasing after them. It was like, nah, I'm going to go back to the other cast. And they were making noise the whole time. So, I mean, if noise is everything, then, then, you know. I think that bothered me less than the cold cowardness of that child. And then the whole time he's a cold coward. And then he does that. Why would he do that walk off by himself? He's been a cold coward the whole time. Since, since the first show. I'm going to leave the baby chilling with the oxygen so I can go explore. Even though my leg is mangled and I can barely walk, let alone climb a ladder to go up there and see what's what. And then I didn't manage to get afraid of something. Get super shook at something that I know would exist. Cold coward. Yeah. Yeah. He was a cold coward. All right. So so that's it with Quiet Place 2. Like Chief, I watched it again because, you know, why not? Unlike Chief. I was like, oh, man, I remember all these things I hate about going to the movies. Why does this chick have a baby attached to her hip? Why is she at the movies? Or did babysitters stop working after the pandemic? We're done. We're out of here. So she was there, the super long lines with people like, yo, what do they have in this menu? Like, oh, my gosh, you were in line for 20 minutes like me. Why didn't you choose something? 
And then the super slow employees. I get it. They haven't been working. So maybe they're just in like carbon freeze uh, status. And they're like walking in slow motion and moving. Hey, where is the popcorn maker? Where's the butter? Where's the cups? I get that. But the people ordering, gosh, it's the worst. And I feel like there's one more thing in that. Yeah. Yeah, like the cost, man. I'm like, yo, you know what's good? Going to the fridge and just pulling out a free soda. Or essentially a free soda. That wasn't like this big. This this big. And having a straw this yay big. And maybe it's not a paper straw, but you know what I'm saying. But yeah, so it was it was quite the experience. And I was like, you know, you know what I miss? Watching movies on my computer or my T V screen. But yeah. But I you know, it was good hey. being around the fellas. The the uh, the viewers should know, rent your own theater. It yeah, makes you're it gonna go go big, go big like sheets. No, no, I'm not saying like me. I'm saying that it made made a difference. You were you in a collection of people you knew. It wasn't a whole lot. Of, it wasn't a whole lot of foolery going on. Speaking <laughs> of foolery, let's go to the big news for the week in the most dramatic, unexpected, unpredictable ending to any Bachelor in any season. Chris Harrison has left the franchise for good after dramatic exit negotiation. ABC was like, yeah, we're not really trying to bring you back just yet. And Chris was like, yo, I paid my time. I was on the bench. Ready to get back in, coach. Put me back in. They're like, it's not quite time. But the funny thing to me in all this news was that Chris tried to come to the defense of Rachel... Not Rachel. Rebecca. Kirk Connell. Huh? Kirk Connell or something? Kirk Connell. Whatever. And she is back with Matt James. And it's just on the hush. Nobody's talking about that. But I wanted to make sure. Rachel, Kirk Connell, and Matt James are back together. And put in the work, you know. Yeah. It was Matt, real hard Matt work. made sure to, to look good for everybody. It was like, yo, I got my black card rolling. You know, it's just dawned on me that this white girl that I decided to date and choose, despite there being a plethora of black women, does not know what it's like to be a black man in America. That was my favorite part of that whole season when he said that. And he, he used that as his basis for not staying with her. So apparently in the course of time since that season finale and now, Rachel has made tremendous strides to become woke and a black woman and understanding what it is to be black in America. I feel like she should write a book, like top 50 things I learned as a white woman about being black in America to date my black bachelor. I got the title all for him. Yeah, I just thought it was really interesting that after putting her out there like that, yep. he decided to get back with her and just kind of be like, hopefully no one cares about me anymore and I can just get back with the love of my life. Yes, there was some must, must have been some kind of face saving measure of being famous one way or the other, dumping her or not. You know what I mean? I mean, yeah. I've been that I've been the brother that brought the the white girl to the bar, and then like all the white all the black girls looking at you like, "What's wrong with you?" Maybe he got too much of that. Oh no! Apparently, he's he's like, you know what? I can take. But he said, away. "Screw it, I don't care," and good he's for like, you. Right. Kumbaya, brother. I guess this this dude is whack. So I'm happy that he he's right. He's, he's like, <laughs> like this is the first like that was like uh, I can definitely speak from this perspective, but the rest he's kind of trash, so I don't really care. He's he's quite trash. Like there's a big dumpster fire of it, and he's just like, oh, I think this is my seat. So yes. Um, 
Yeah. And Chris Harrison's upset because he's like, listen, I was only trying to defend the woman that I knew my boy Matt was going to choose. And, you know, she went to an antebellum themed party. Who doesn't do that in 2018? The woke police have just done too much. And nobody was feeling that. And then he was upset. Harrison's team was like, how are you going to have David Spade come and be one of the co-hosts of Bachelor in Paradise? David Spade was talking about cancel culture, too. Way back when uh, Shane Gillis got fired from Saturday Night Live for controversial comedy sketches. So comedy's a little bit different, one. Two, you're the Bachelor guru. You don't need to be involved in defending anybody. Jace, what do you think about this question? David Spade. <laughs> okay. See, from a P, somebody who knows the end of the story, you're like, okay, we need to kind of frame this so everybody doesn't come in back like he's a moron. Too late. Yeah, I mean, we we all kind of probably from week three, we were like, yeah, this dude could be a moron. Yep, he's a moron. I don't feel like I don't I don't I think that could was eliminated. Yeah, almost quickly so, as a black woman. So he he's Christian. He's like, I know the ending of the story. I got to kind of spin it because. Everybody's like I said. Everybody's gonna come to Matt saying he's a moron. Everybody's gonna come. So I gotta like try and save the franchise from not having the first black bachelor marrying. Could be a, a, a very you know this little <laughs> this girl's kind of you know a, a, a race oblivious person. Let's say that. And we kind of have to save <laughs> the next Taisha, uh, Rachel. We don't want them to feel unincluded, so we have to kind of, hey, you know, now we're just being too much. I might have had too much tequila again before I said this, so I didn't make it the most articulate. Like, I kind of understand. It was like, hey, I was, I was saving the franchise. I took the bullet for a franchise. I want some kind of, I mean, not saying, hey, I did everything right, but, you know, put me on Good Morning America, you know, me and Culpa, you know. Make me wait out the Bachelor in Paradise, but I come on for the next Bachelor after a year off. You know, I've done my homework. And we're good, right? It seems like ABC was like, nah. They really weren't. I mean, they were like, you are an example. And you, my friend, have to take this one for every racial controversy that's ever existed on this franchise. I don't necessarily feel bad for Chris, because, I mean, he said what he said. and his whole act of trying to defend the chick who clearly is clueless or is, or she may be a little bit racist. Um, you know, Jeff, Jeff Foxworthy deal there. You may be a bit racist if you go to an antebellum theme party in 2018. Um, but I think he, I don't think that he's like malicious with it, but boy, he really had to, he really took the blow on this one for everything, for all the, undertones of controversy with The Bachelor not understanding, being aware of their black participants and so forth. And yeah, he's going to have to find a new gig. Maybe he can go to BT and host the BT version of The Bachelor. I mean, that works for like Steve Harvey when he screws up and all that. Like, oh, let's go do something black on BT because that way I don't screw, you don't look like I'm screwing up. That's, um, probably, a good, that's probably a good thing. You should be his agent. Probably a good deal. You know, I, I should be a lot of people's agents because I could yeah. help them. I'd be like, no, let's, let's not talk about that controversy right now. Let's uh, let's move forward. Maybe we can introduce you to a nice black girlfriend. And that way you can get your pass and, you know, 
Get everybody to cookouts. Who knows? Just make sure you don't have the phone to call anybody. All right. But the Bachelor news is not done because Jay said he could have blamed it on the alcohol, but he will not be able to. But little John will be part of the Bachelor in Paradise co-hosting roles. So we're going to have an episode of Bachelor in Paradise with little John, who, in terms of my radar inspection of the things that are popular and cool, stopped being relevant about 2009, maybe. And so he's going to be there. And so is Titus Burgess of Kimmy Smith, which is so great because he can talk about Kimmy Smith's issues as well. So it's like it's all full circle. We just can't get away from it. And Lance Bass is going to be there. And Lance Bass at least has a black boyfriend from Tropic Thunder, so he's cool. No problems. <laughs> See, we can't help but laugh at this. It's like, that. Yeah, this is... Okay. Like, the dude, you we need dude. all the representation. Let's just get the token gay dude who... Oh, right, that's a perfect token gay dude. Let's get the token black dude. There's plenty of them. I guess Little John needs work. Dude, get him over here. Little, little John needs work. I mean, I can't understand why we got him on there. That, that's amazing. Hey, we actually had a, ho- a co-host who did the after the rose ceremony. Oh, he did just fine. We're just like, nah, we, he was too controversial. He actually called out our shit. Like, <laughs> You said Titus Burrs? Yeah, dude. You know, you know Kimmy Smith's got her own controversy going now. Have you heard about this? I have not. Oh, oh God. Oh. <laughs> um, I mean, I could have seen this coming. She, but she I did. didn't think it would she happen was, until um, it was a successful thing. But we'll see. So she ended up, her name, Ellie Kemper, right? Mm-hmm. So she was at a 1999 Veiled Prophet Ball. And this joint does not have black people in the ball. And it's been sort of hinted that it's. Oh, majorly racist. Oh. Um, I was sitting here like, is that like Renfest? So she posted on her deal. When I was 19, I decided to participate in a debutante ball in my hometown. The century-old organization that hosted the debutante ball had an unquestionably racist, sexist, and elitist past. I was not aware of this history at the time, but ignorance is not an excuse. I was old enough to have educated myself before getting involved. As a 19-year-old, I could understand not knowing stuff back in 1999. That's different than 2009, 2019. That was... 99. 99. 99 versus two years ago? Huh? 99 versus two years ago? And where is she from? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because 99 is like you have to work to get online, basically, to find out stuff. But where is she from? Where is she from? Missouri. Yeah, they don't know shit up. I mean, come on, man. Did you even get dial up in Missouri in '99? Like, <laughs> like so anyway, I just I just mentioned that because it's just they they can't help but stumble into like, oh, what did we step into? Some more controversy. So well, you know, that I felt like she did. She lean into that when she's like, oh, people gonna find us out. Let me just throw it out there. <laughs> find out. I mean, it was 99. I was like, I don't know if I'd dig up stuff that I did in 98, 97. Like, you're trying to get for you. Right. Like, good luck. Right. All right. 
Now, speaking of things being dug up, let me know what you think about this one, Chief, because you love horror. So I know you're going to love this combination here. Rob Zombie is going to direct a new monster theme movie based on the monsters. Does anybody even know who the monsters is? Anyone? Like, yeah, the there, monsters there's, like a, there's at least two generations that don't know who the hell the monsters are. And, and, and really, the monsters wasn't even our generation. It was like, we just caught a character into that has kids and watched it. This shit was in black and white when we were young. Indication. That, that, was, they were, that was like our grandparents' show. Yeah, it was black we and white, man. Our parents. Um, we happened to watch the reruns. Um, yeah, maybe like three or four generations have no idea who the hell the monsters are. Um, yeah. Wow. I hate it, man. <laughs> and I don't know. I don't know who's going to be mad at me for saying this. I don't really dig Rob Zombie movies. I like um, how you set it up like you're about to say it's the most controversial thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't. You know, nowadays, you know, we we get canceled for that type of stuff. They would like cancel cancel live movie files. He doesn't like Rob Zombie, you know. I just I just don't really. No, like I would go. No, nah, he's just my co-host. But you know, I didn't know his views on Rob Zombies before I brought him <laughs> you on. Know. You never know. Discriminated on the guy. <laughs> I just don't like his movies. Like people be like, yeah, Rob, and I'm just like, ah, that's not that great to me. Yeah. Um. I don't think it's the last one I was like, I want to see that. Oh, Rob Zombie? Okay, sure. I can't I think, think of his it. Halloween, like his first that's album was. that was okay. But it's it just bringing it back. Yeah, so he not, really had like the same kind of Halloween feel to me. It was like, all right, well, this is what Halloween would look like if it was grimier and grittier and made for today's audience. But it wasn't like, oh, this is so good. I mean, it was fine for what it was. I don't have it in my collection. Uh, so I don't that's want to see the monsters. I don't want to see, you know, and, I, and like I said, I don't, I'm not interested in a Rob Zombie movie without that whack content. Um, and to know that we're going to, you know what I mean? Like, are the monsters going to be, you're going to ramp it up so they kill now? I don't, like, what, what happens? You know what I mean? They bring people to the house and kill them? That's just, nah, I'm good. I'm cool. I'm going to chill on that. I'm a, but, but hey, look at our live movie files to get the full review of the new Rob Zombie monster movies. It will and be. And that was big. some quality plugging. That, that's excellent work. You know, I was, I'm glad that he's going with the monsters and not trying the Adam's family because the snap would have just been different. It would have been like a hard electric guitar. But that's all right. All right, MacGruber is coming back to Peacock and rejoining Will Forte and Kristen Wiig and Ryan Felipe. Or Sam Elliott, Lawrence Fishburne, and Mickey Rourke. Jace, how excited are you about seeing MacGruber? And does this make you want to find out how you can access MacGruber on your Peacock streaming service? There we go. I need to finish that sentence. You're on mute, bro. I know you're saying some amazing stuff, but you're mute. Yes. So, I actually get Peacock free with my Comcast cable. And I can safely tell you that I will not search out MacGruber, even though it is free on my cable. When I saw MacGruber, and he was in the graveyard, and he was, like, with his wife, and then I was just like, hmm, yeah. So when that movie ended, um, and, of course, I didn't go to the movie theater to see it. It was on cable, of course. Um, 
I never envisioned that they they'd make like what the hell like what goes on nowadays where they're bringing back these subpar movies. Are we out of ideas? You know, I always I think so, I, when but I listen to music, I think they to myself, are. at what point will we get to where every lyric has been pretty much spit at this time? You know what I mean, rap wise or or love songs or when everything's finally just said and you just got to go into the archives and be like, yeah. And I think that's where we are at the point of movies and TV shows, to to be honest with you, where we're just regurgitating. Like somebody found Biggie's rhyme book and didn't realize like Biggie had already put these stones out <laughs> and then came back and was like, yeah, you know, check me out. And I'm just that that's the kind of thing we're going on now. I mean, nobody wants to see MacGruber. Nobody wants saying. to see MacGruber, man. That's what I was Nobody like, wants like, to see the monster. Like yeah. Are they going to do like a Freddy Got Finger series? Nobody like, wants to see Freddy getting like, fingered. Right? They're, they're bringing back MacGruber. Why not? Let's bring back Howard the Duck. I mean, they actually need to do that better. So. Oh, that would be in Marvel, so it would be fine. That, that's under like, Marvel now. That would be in the MCU somewhere. That you actually think, you think it would be decent now? Yeah, people would be like, I never knew I needed a Howard the Duck movie in my life, but I do. And it was amazing. And it was like, well, yeah, okay. Kind of was. You thought the first one was amazing, too. I did when I, mean, I was a listen, kid. I'm not going to be one of these people who grow up and forget what they like as a child because, oh, exactly. I'm going to... can't take the heat. Get out I like the kitchen. movie. The movie was I hated entertaining. The movie. I liked it. I laughed. I watched it multiple times as a kid. I have not watched it now, but that's no indictment of the movie's quality. I just haven't watched it in a while. You're on mute, Jace. You're on mute, Jace. Jason, you're on mute again. I hated how it Jason, you're like 40,000 years old if you're still on mute, man. Get off mute. We want to hear what you got to say. There you go. <laughs> We still can't hear you. Okay, seriously, like you did not like as a kid, you didn't like Howard the Duck. That is very strange. Yeah, I mean, like as an adult, I'm sure it probably has its flaws. But as a child, I enjoyed the hell out of that movie. Howard Howard the Duck was just weird. It was a weird looking thing to me, and I didn't like the way he looked. And I remember as a kid not liking Howard. Cause that's, was, that's fair if you didn't like the way he looked. That's fair. Yeah. Totally fair. I get it. Like, the new, like when they always throw Howard the Duck in the cameos in like Marvel movies? And when he's in like Thor, uh, what was it? Was it Second one, Dark World. Yeah. He's been in a couple of them, I think. He's been in the Guardians movies. I don't remember him in Thor. He was in the background of Dark World when they were giving him the ether. But he got blown up. And And he was drinking with Stan Lee uh, with the watchers, I think. And he was apparently, they inserted him into the fight against Thanos in Endgame. Who did that? No, I think that that was a thing, actually. I thought I remember reading that. Hey, Chief. I am very much looking forward to John Wick Chapter 4. Because Donnie Yen is joining this master production. And really, that's all I needed. So I've got him. But we're also going to have Pennywise come into the fray. Because Bill Skarsgård is also joining the cast. Okay. So 
John Wick is going to be killing a bunch of fools, and he's going to have to deal with Pennywise and Donnie Yen. How excited are you about this movie? And are you really looking forward to seeing Academy Award-winning actress Halle Berry back in action? Gunner, because I know that's, that's your favorite actress. Here's the thing about John Wick. They've done well with keeping Keanu's lines little. They did similar with Halle. Like, they were... If they if they gave her like four or five less lines, it would have been perfect. But they still did okay. But they still did okay. They were like, all right, cool. Then I'm like, when she started talking about the dogs, and I was like, man, we don't need. It. All right, cool. But the dogs were, it was a cool effect. I didn't need but an explanation for you. Yes. But I guess you're the best person to give the explanation because they're your dogs. But I needed you to act that better as usual. But it was like, <laughs> it's like. I mean, I don't know anybody that hasn't evolved from acting in 20 goddamn years, but that's her. Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, but he was a rapper first, so he at least got that excuse. Shit. But He wasn't a good rapper, though. He was a medium rapper. That was his best role ever. Rapper? Feel it. Feel it. Like, that's a whole different character than every other character that he's ever played. No, he. I think his best character was in the Italian job, because... The cast that he was surrounded with was so good that they rose his charisma levels up that he could be a credible leader. Brought his bullshit down. You're right. 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 I mean, you're, right. you're working with Jason. The cast Jason was amazing. Most deaf, Charlize Theron, Donald Jason, Sutherland, Nathan, Seth Green. I mean, you can't help but, but show up. Because if you can't in that setting, you just should never bother with it at all. So, yeah. Okay. James, what do you think about this, man? Are you looking forward to John Wick 4 based off these new additions to the cast? Here's the funny thing is, you can have... You don't really need names to this cast to make it good. Like, guy from um, uh, Pantabellum, Parabellum, like the dude, he had, like the ball-headed dude, he was actually fighting at the end of the movie. Like, I didn't need to, he didn't need to be there, but he was good. Like, Donnie Yu... If he's there, I don't need him there. But yeah. as long as I got somebody for him to kind of bounce one liners on, some seven, I mean, forty plus year old kung fu against, I'm good. I don't I mean John Wick is one of those very easy movies. Y'all stay in this lane right here. I'm good. Like if you want to go with like some Matrix Four type crap, you're probably gonna lose me. Like I don't need Keanu spitting out, you know, philosophy. I just need him breaking bones and stabbing people with pencils. I'm good. I really want Matrix 4 to be like, yo, wake up from John Wick. Because all four movies were just Neo still asleep from when he got captured in 3. That's what I want to happen in Matrix 4. Other than that, I'm not watching this movie. I need him to wake up before the ending of Matrix 3. And then that'll be the end, right? Like, that's it. The end. There's... What Got a crazy you. dream. No, he could be yeah. Alexander Bullock. And he could be like, wow, you'll never believe the dream I had. Oh, I, no, go, go back to sleep. Don't forget you Let him wake up next to Bill or Ted. I forget which one he was, honestly. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah. But no, man, John Wick, like, I think the Donnie Yen ad had to go that high because of those two, the two short brothers from all the other Kung Fu movies. Like the raid and like those cats, because they were one was in raid one and one was in raid two. You know what I mean? So those two brothers, I think that scene was great. How you gonna top that? All right, Donnie Yen. I know, man. I I think that's one series that could 
did manage to do some craziness. Chief, you excited about it too? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm. We had uh Batwoman in the last one. Is is did we did we upgrade or did we downgrade? You know what I mean? That's what wait, you got. Wait, wait, we had. That wasn't the last one. That was like the second. Yeah, I thought that was the last one that came through. Anyway, uh, well, one of them came through. Uh, you know, so John Wick, like Jay said, man, John Wick has a lane. If it stays in that lane, the formula will be good. If if they tone down the action and Keanu Reeves gets chatty, <laughs> I'm just tell you, man, people are gonna be walking out of John Wick like like we did on the Flintstone. Yeah, like well, the end of three, we're like, okay, we're done here. Yeah, yeah. So, an extension of myself, no, John. Just, just keeps killing people. Uh, follow the white rabbit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think will. I'm back. Okay. I think I'll go. <laughs> <laughs> like that's horrible. Oh yeah. Hey, listen. Did you see the white rabbit? Sorry. Right. Oh yeah. No, I forgot about that. All right, so Jay's, Jay's texted me something today that I just did not have the energy to try to believe was possible. But he told me that, as it stands right now, Batwoman is a better show than The Flash. And I watched yesterday's episode of The Flash, and I find it possible that a show could actually be better than The Flash. Because The Flash has been terrible. And I, I don't even know where they can put up the white flag of submission and surrender. But they need to wave it so they can fix it. I don't know how. If Cisco's like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm leaving the show. And we've got Chester, who's going to try to do it without the same great quality of hair. Kaylin and Killer Frost are still there. And Cecile is, is doing something where it looks like she's fighting the same villain from earlier with Psych. And Iris is... I don't know what's going on with Iris. So, Jay... Tell me why Batwoman is better. We saw the images of Luke Fox as Batwing. I was like, wow, okay, that costume looks great. But I remember not liking Batwoman because they never focused on, what's that character's name? Oh, Batwoman. Batwoman. So, help me out. Okay. When when did this change happen? When did the mood change? Oddly enough, it's been happening for probably like the last three weeks, so like after the Batwoman break. Oh. Kind of, like, even though Kate is alive, they've not been focusing on the hunt for Kate because Kate's back. And they're kind of focusing on Javico Leslie's character. And they actually put up, like, a credible, like, hey, you know, Alex, when Supergirl tried to hit the, hey, this is what black people face, and it's ridiculous, you know, everyone rolls their eyes collectively. They actually <laughs> did one in the last two episodes is like, that wasn't beating me over the head. Job. I think one of the worst things about CW is like when they focus on like kind of one their main character be serious, kind of hopeful, it's at their best. When they have everybody be a joke character, that's when all of their shows go to trash. Like at the final episode for Cisco. Hold on, hold on, because I, I want to be able to tell him this because I know he's gonna love this. Gunner, one word. Karaoke. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs> Did they all sing like on Glee? How many Glee characters were there? I mean, it was a karaoke. All of them it was a karaoke, and they did Poker Face. 
Wow. And wow. that was that was Cisco's going away, which a kind of a funny callback, but if it wasn't for the Harry <clears throat> and Chester dance off in the middle of the episode. We're break dancing. I mean it was just like they learned nothing that. from Spider Man three. Jesus Christ. Gunner, this was the one time I was like I was really hoping my wife didn't come into the room. Because I was gonna feel very embarrassed. I was like, man, Why are you this itch? <laughs> I would, I would have, I would have felt less embarrassed if I was watching some adult movie and she came in like, oh, what's up? But this one, I was like, please don't come in because I'm not gonna have an answer and I'm just gonna be like, I know it's it's terrible. Um, just please close the door. I'm ashamed to. Yeah, so that's what I mean. It, it was I was watching it because again, I made the, the typical mistake of watching. Uh, Superman. Oh, gosh. All right, well, I guess I got to go to the Slash thing. And then it was just like, oh, my gosh, this is horrible. Man, like, this is one of your main characters' exit, and y'all make it a joke. And it was just like, all y'all need is just a little modicum of seriousness. Have Chester or Caitlin be the comic relief and Barry be the hopeful hero. I mean, we're bringing out Rainbow Raider 2. Why does everybody, every time they bring back a rogue, they're like, yo, let's make her a woman. Like, they never switch it up. It's always a woman. And they do the same stupid mistake that they did when they were dudes. All right, they're taken out in one episode, never to be seen or heard from again. And this was awful because Barry, the world's worst superhero, was like, oh, it's okay that you weren't trying to hurt anybody. I mean, she was going to drop money from a blimp onto Central City. Now, coins from a blimp probably would kill someone, right? No, diamonds from a blimp, from, let's say, 200 feet, not going to be so well for anybody. But then also, what really annoyed me is, like, Cisco's like, Barry, I can't let you sacrifice myself. You know the supervillain's right there in the blimp with you? Yeah. Unless you know. Unless she... Stop being a supervillain. Oh, by the way, I had a job for you with the mayor, and I recommend oh, you good. Oh, cool. I'm, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to hurt anybody. Don't, don't worry about that dude who gave me a $2 million check, got fired, and will never be able to work in a bank. You're good. Very I truly recommend, I, I, I mean, I say this, watch, you, you would actually enjoy watching the last three to four episodes of Batwoman. All right, I'm going to go back. I'm going to watch. I know, Alice is no longer 50% of the show. Oh, you should have led with that, bro. I mean, that was the lead. Hey, he, sometimes you got to lead with the best closing argument, <laughs> if you remember it. All right. Well, that, that's that. So I'm going to watch Batwoman and put Flash on timeout and make sure that I watch Superman and Lois because it's like the greatest DC show and actually is able to hold its own against Marvel shows and actually look like a comedy TV show. It's amazing yeah, what you do. Did you watch the last episode? I haven't watched last night. I was watching. It was it was super late, and I was like, I don't want to get tired watching a good show. I'm going to watch it tonight, probably. You made the wrong call. It's all right. I, I don't mind, because I know Superman and Lois is going to deliver for me. So, yeah. Okay, well, fellas, it's that special magical time of the week. Who are your nominees for Dummies of the Week? Jace, why don't we, why don't we uh, break ground here? And I'm going to go with she. No, never mind. I'm gonna, why don't you start off, Jason? Oh, man. Well, uh, once again, my I'm going to 
actually extended this time to the fans of Mr. Morgan uh, Whalen uh, for deciding they needed to put up a billboard telling the uh, music industry that he suffered enough for his, you know, racist behavior and it's time to put him back on music again. And, you know, his apologies are enough and we he needs to be back on radio, you know. Apologies mm-hmm. were just enough. So he's done with timeout. Let's let's hear Mer- Mer- Morgan Wait Mercy back on uh, TV. And yes, I know I got that wrong for a reason. Yeah. These fans hey. are my dummies of the week. We're we're past kneeling. And in that same vein, my nominee is Jay-Z, Philadelphia 76ers owner, Michael Rubin, rapper Meek Mill, and an assorted allotment of others. Because these clowns bought New England Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, a blue drop-top Bentley. But, you know, the one thing they weren't able to, the one feature they weren't able to include in there were free hand massages. That was not part of it. But come on, man. This dude is an owner of a football team. And you're like, yo, let, let's let's pony up. Let's cash in to get him a Bentley. A billionaire. Billionaire. Was this a, was this a bet they lost or something? No, right. he, he was, Crown was like, yo, I'm never going to buy this for myself. This is too much money. As a billionaire, I'm not going to buy it for myself. And these guys are like, yo, we got to look out for our boy. Let's get him a Bentley. This right there is a nutshell. They're all supposed to be connected to this, uh, I don't know, this movement together. They're doing some kind of business together where they're trying to further equal rights or some other thing. Yeah, Robert Kraft apparently helped with the whole let's get Meek Mill out of prison deal. But, you know, he doesn't need a a Bentley for that. If my boy has Bentley money, I can use it. You got me out of prison. I'll take it. Where in the shug did you get it? We couldn't get it. <laughs> you guys, man. Yeah. It must uh, be nice, man. It must be. I, I, I'm, I want to live in that fantasy world where it's like, yo, let me get the white billionaire owner a car that he thinks is a frivolous waste of money. All right, Gunner, you got any nominees? Not after that. Nah. I'm not thinking <laughs> of something, but shit. That's terrible. All of them. All of them. All around. And next week, we'll be back. Bigger, better than ever. We're going to talk Bad Bash. We're going to talk low-key and a few more fun stuff. So we will be back next week. Fellas, thank you as always for rolling with me. Thank you all out there for listening. This episode of Live Movie Files has been filed.